0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yep.
1: Please, uh, I only love it with some passion. passion. Rubber band and the money that keeps stack. Keeps stack. Got a honey who come with elite passion. passion. She too fun, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustler, you broke well. That seems tragic. That's tragic. Gotta catch in the field like deep pets. I'll tell a plug if it's sticky then please beg it. I, need, I need the best, cause I grew up with need madness. Uh need a mat burgundy mercy. Jewelry so heavy, it might hurt me. Might hurt. Smoke an extra kill that extra seal. Whoa. Whoa. Buffalo money need extra bills. Tell I'm
2: eating so Yo, I yo, yo, what up. up? It's your boy Sterls And it's Tuesday night. And I am here with you right here on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed on the Chop Up. Happy Tuesday to you all. You know, it's one of those days where we, uh, man, there's been a lot of opinions, a lot of feelings going on within the Buffalo Bills community. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to get into all that. I want to talk about Sean McDermott. He's a big point of contention amongst Bills fans and myself, to be honest. Kind of maybe, what's the direction here? Do we really feel like a move this offseason could be made? I don't know. I think we need to talk about it, right? Maybe put some uh, realistic expectations out there. But also be real and recognize that it ain't been working lately. And I think there's reasons to put the trust to process Kool-Aid down for a minute. And I preface that by saying it's okay to criticize the team, but it doesn't mean you hate your squad, right? It doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're a fair weather fan or, but you know, I think we're at a point where we need criticism. We're going to talk about Josh Allen tonight, some thoughts on him. Um, and just kind of exhale just a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know how you guys are feeling right now. Um, Sunday night, man, it was fun. It was fun. But watching the game was fun. And I don't know if I'm over it yet. You know, watching the All-22, you you come away, man, and you're like, dang, we had it. We were right there right there and we couldn't get it done rich rush says where's all pro oh he'll be in he'll be in what's up steph how you doing but regardless who's here who's not here it's your boy you know i i got you tonight all right all right um thanksgiving you know we really didn't Sunday after the game, we're going to talk about, you know, Thanksgiving. But how, how was your Thanksgiving out there? Did you enjoy spending time with your family? Did you, uh, did you enjoy your, your turkey, your ham? I didn't do a ham this year. I did a, a, a deep-fried turkey, which was phenomenal. And I'll tell you this right now. The turkey that I prepared brined for 48 hours. Oh, my God. I'm telling you right now, it was phenomenal. It was so good, so juicy. I even had some for lunch today. So, I don't know if it's uh some some of you out there are leftover turkey leftover people, like myself. There's others out there who are just like, nah, I'm gonna throw it away after a day or so. Nah, man, I eat that for a whole week. I eat that for a whole week. But without further said, you know, let's let's jump into this thing. So, you know. Tuesday's game, um, man, it left a sour taste in my mouth. I'm not going to lie. Sour taste in my mouth, man. Again, the game was within their grasp. You had Josh Allen wheeling and dealing. He's working it, man. He's working it. Like, that's Josh Allen's best performance this season. And... One of the things I'm going to criticize Sean McDermott about is kneeling the ball. You're going to kneel the ball with 20 seconds left. You burned a timeout that you didn't need to burn, and then you say, you know what? You know what? We're we're just going to kneel this out so we can go in overtime. You know what I'm saying, Spence?
1: Yeah, yeah. You I feel don't, me? Because I didn't hear that first part or that last part, but I'm with you
2: kneeling the ball, you know, why?
1: Dude, when I've been saying it and I've been trying to say it in different ways, but it's like when you got, you got Josh Allen or you got a Ferrari, but you're driving them like a Toyota or you have a, you know what I mean? Like why, why are we not putting Josh Allen in a position to be Josh? Like we've, we've seen him do it. It ain't even like, it ain't even like we got a quarterback that hasn't done it before. Like you've seen him.
2: Yeah. It's it's wild to me.
1: I, I just the, don't – I just – It's the most frustrating thing because it's one of those things where you look at Sean McDermott and it's like you know that the team – I still feel like this team, even with the injuries, we got the talent to be good enough to – We should. we should be – we should have the division. We have that type of talent, even with the injuries. <laughs> but then you have a head coach that rather than playing to win – he'll sit there and play to not lose. And I know that sounds like the same thing. I know it sounds like the same thing, but it's really not. It is. and and, You know, I
2: I tweeted something out today, and I was talking about making a correlation between Brandon Staley and Sean McDermott, And, and I was giving Brandon Staley some kudos because basically he trusts his quarterback, Justin Herbert, more than Sean McDermott trusts his quarterback, Josh Allen whatever, whatever yeah. we feel like the 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 success rate is and so forth you have a, a head coach who says you know what I my forte is defense i'm going to let you do your thing so i'm going to give you every opportunity we're going to go for and fourth down when we feel like it's reasonable and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but at least he puts the confidence in his quarterback when the when the chips are down if mahomes can make it down in 13 seconds you mean to tell me josh 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 Allen can't do that mm-hmm. in 20
1: We've seen him do it again. Like, you go back last year, go back almost a year to the date. Thanksgiving game, we played against the the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. We were backed up within our own 20. Had to get in field goal range to get Tyler Bass in field goal position. Guess what he did? Threw a dart to Stephon Diggs across the middle. Got Mm. up enough time to – come on, man. We've seen Josh Allen. I can name three other games where he did that. Come on, man. We got to – we got to – we got to stop playing. We got to stop. You know, I'm not even gonna say it. We got to stop wasting the primes of the, these guys. Like Josh, this, this, come on, man. Like this, this is the best he's going to, he's still got years to get better. He's going to, he's, he's, he's going to be like that, but come on. Yeah. For a long wasting, time. Wasting.
2: You know, what's funny. It reminds me of a conversation you and I had earlier this off season where we talked about the bills being the Packers. And wasting prime years of Josh Allen, just like, just like the Green Bay Packers did with Aaron Rodgers, where he only got one Super Bowl title. Yep, that's one, but they wasted a ton of years with Mike
1: McCarthy. Well, and and when you when you think about that, it's frustrating because it's like everybody talks about Aaron. Maybe not now. Aaron Rodgers has completely killed his reputation by himself, mm. but the way people used to talk about Aaron Rodgers before he got really involved on social media and on all these podcasts and stuff like, man, he was a goat and they talked about him in a certain, in a certain way that made you understand how special of a talent he was. So right. the fact that yeah, Devonte Adams turned out to be Devonte Adams, but they never went out and drafted a guy in the first round that they know. You know what I mean? Like, like next year, there's some receivers coming out, go and get the guy. Go and get the guy that you know. Now granted, we can't we can't get a top three, top five pick. I know we're not gonna get Marvin Harrison Jr. I know that. <laughs> but there's enough guys this year coming out in the draft that you know, oh, this dude is like that.
2: Right? Oh yeah. I'm mean, I could rattle off seven, eight guys that are first, second round talents right now. And and you know, it's like what are they gonna do? So on on one note, you you know, it's like okay, if the Bills make the playoffs. I think Sean McDermott's job is safe. However, if they miss the playoffs, I think the seat gets hotter, but I have a feeling that they're going to carry him into next season. And if he screws up next season, which he probably won't, I think this is a one-off year, but he's still the problem. I think we're stuck with Sean McDermott, unfortunately. I'm I'm on the I'm on the fire him train. Like he he got to go.
1: Well, I was mad after the game, so so you know my tweets they go to flying. I say some wild stuff.
2: What well, did you say? Some stuff.
1: I, I said some wild stuff. I, they went flying. I probably should have delete. I should probably go back now and delete, like clean up the timeline a little bit. But the thing ca- is, hold that, on,
2: hold up But be careful about what you're about to say because if you, if I swear to God, if you come off the, we're, we need to keep McDermott. mean you you gonna have problems.
1: Okay, no, you ain't even got to, you ain't even gotta worry about that because I'm. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I need a new voice. We need a new leader. I've been and I've been saying, you know, for the last few weeks, I've been talking about how I feel like he's Mark Jackson and we need our Steve Kerr. You know, mm. like so. I'm not. I'm not coming off of that, but. You what do you need I, to explain that to the is, audience, though, real quick? Is explain,
2: right? explain that because you made a tweet months ago, yeah, talking yeah. about Mark. Explain that to the listeners, real quick.
1: Okay, so. So in the NBA, Mark Jackson uh, was the head coach of the, the Golden State Warriors. He drafted uh, Steph Curry. He drafted Klay, uh, Draymond Green. They put this team together that you're seeing now who won four or five championships. Mark Jackson was the architect of that team. They, they didn't win while he mm-hmm. was the head coach. They fired him after a 51 win season, and in the NBA, a 51 win season is kind of a is, is a good season when you got 80, what is it? 82 games, 84 games. When you win 50 plus games, that's a pretty good season. So this head coach got fired after a really good season, after drafting Steph Curry and, and Clay. And then Steve Kerr comes in and he unlocks the superstar potential in Steph and Steph Curry. And then all of a sudden the team is on the next level. They're winning championships. You got Kevin Durant wanting to come and play. Uh, with Steph Curry, with an already amazing team. You got other superstars that's saying, nah, I want to join forces with them because they're doing it a certain way over there. It's time for us to have a new voice, an offensive voice that makes other superstars want to say, makes wide receivers want to say, you know what, I know I could get the bag this summer, but I'd rather go and play along Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and really try to get this, th- let's just shut this thing down and win two, three Super Bowls in a row. What up, All Bro Paul? I was trying to hold in for you while you was out
3: my bad my my camera
1: is a little foggy right now I'm loving the Fitz look that's a that's a dope look
3: <laughs> yeah I feel you it was that or uh, a random background
2: <laughs> but you make a good point about the uh, the Kerr thing um you know it makes you think about the locker room too because you know for what McDermott preaches and discipline and you know trust the process and complimentary football and This is who we are, championship caliber. It's like we hear those things, but the results on the field, we're not getting them. No. And that's a problem.
1: It is a problem because I think it wouldn't be as much of a problem if you felt like we weren't regressing every year. But, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like I I, I can – I can deal with some mistakes here or there. I can deal with a game that you lose. Like last year, or was it the year before when we played the Titans and Josh Allen slipped on the on the QB sneak. It was like two years ago, I think. And he slipped on the QB sneak, and we ended up losing that game. And, okay, you can deal with that. Why? Because we're 14-3 and three for the year or, you know, because we're 12-5 and five for the year and you know that right. we're winning the division because we're not losing the games that we shouldn't. But when you lose against the Denver Broncos, when you lose against the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, when you lose against the Patriots, when you lose against I get it, Jacksonville is a decent team this year. They're winning their division. They're probably going to win the division. The Buffalo Bills shouldn't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? When you have and I get it, they've beat us every time. We haven't beat them. You know, like what do we the one game in Buffalo? We lost six to nine to one time. We lost another. game. We just can't beat them for some reason. But this year you shouldn't have lost to them, right? So all of this, then you fast forward or you rewind and you just look go go back and just look at it. Thirteen seconds happened, okay? Special teams coordinator gone. Then you say, okay, so this this bad thing happened. We lose at home in the playoffs to the to the the Bengals. All right, defensive coordinator gone. Okay, I don't like the way the offense is being ran. Let's let's try to really find him a job and get him out of here. Offensive coordinator's gone. You you can't you can't get rid of everybody, man. Like at some point, at some right. point it's got to come down to McDermott, and McDermott has been the only one that's been a consistent. Now I just had Eric Wood and um and Jerry and and John Fina all tell me to relax. They all told mm. me that Sean McDermott is a very good coach and. The mistakes that have been made are not fireable offenses to this point, but he has to make really. The that's what they said to me. I don't
2: – Oh, man. See, that's where I disagree. I feel like, first of all, the amount of money that was placed on these players in this franchise, Josh Allen making a, a bazillion dollars, right? The defensive line, the money you spent on the defense. Like, there there comes higher expectations. If I'm an owner and if I'm shelling all this money – there's, a, there's an expectation that, that I'm desiring. I'm not saying you have to win the Super Bowl, but there is no way in the ever-living God that my football team should be 66 6, six and, and losing games to the Patriots and others, the, the Broncos. Like, come on, man. That, that stuff, that, that can't happen. It can't happen. It'd be one thing. And people talk about this, Spence, and tell me what you think about this. We talk about, oh, well, it's the injuries. But there are coaches out there who suffer injuries, but they get guys to play above what they're expected to do. They schematically get their players in position every single week to outperform what their ceiling is. Why can't we have that from Sean McDermott and and, and this defense? Why does it always have to come down to they need everything to go right to beat the top teams?
1: The, the thing is, he used to. The thing is, the way the defense used to play, And even the offense that we made the playoffs one year with a roster that was like, Oh, we, we not going nowhere. That first year that he was here, they traded away everybody. And they, I don't know if everybody remembers, but they, they let everybody go and it was a whole different thing. He got the most out of players. I don't know what it is now. I don't know if it's decision-making. I don't know if it's that he overthinks things. I don't know if he depends too much on, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the analytics will say, um, I don't know. This guy, uh, CJB. Yeah. We, we
2: need to address that one. We need yeah, to well, address that one. He also
1: said in in the uh, comments here, just say it. I have a super, he's saying, Spence, you have a super bowl or fire mentality. They're um, saying, what do you consider good results? Just winning a super bowl or coming off of a 13 and three season. Look, you can, you can say that I have a super bowl or bust mentality. That's not where I'm at. My thing is when you look at the direction that this team is going in, The team has regressed. You go back a couple years ago, we made it to the AFC Championship. Then we lose in a divisional round. Then you're Mm. losing. You can't keep going backwards and saying that you're still close. You got teams that's kind of going in front of you. We were supposed to be what people were saying the Bengals were. The Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. The Bengals made it back to the AFC Championship. You You can't sit here and say that you're building a team, which the Buffalo Bills did, They built their roster to try and take on the Kansas city chiefs. And then guess what? You don't even make it back to the Kansas city chiefs last year because you get beat down by the, the, come on, man. That's not super bowl or bust. I've been, I've been one of the ones that's been getting yelled at because I'm saying there's other ways to measure success other than the super bowl. I've been saying that you don't have to win the super bowl to be successful. You win the division. Guess what? Are we winning the division right now? We're not even in the position to say that we're going to make the playoffs. And you know and what's You're sad sitting about here that? questioning me about I'm you're saying that I'm super bowl or fired? Come <laughs> on, man. We're not even we might not even make the damn playoffs and you are going to question Come on, man. We can't be that fan base that's going to sit here and, and and well what he did last three Come on, man. What are you doing this year? What are right. you doing?
2: And it's funny because like, you know, you know Gina the Dolphins fan and other Dolphins fans that 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 we interact with, and it's like they talk they talk shit about the Bills, and it's like I I ain't got no reply. I ain't got I can't say nothing. What am I saying? Yeah. What am I saying? Conversation over. It's <laughs> over. It's <laughs> and it's and it's sad. It really is sad. And so this whole idea, you know, and I want to. I'm not piling on CJB right here, but oh, yeah, this is all the. Love. It's yeah, all it's love. all love, but this is the reason why there's an issue in the fan base. is because people still have drought expectations. We are past the drought. You, If you want to be a championship-caliber team, you have to conduct yourselves every day as such. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we have that mentality as a fan base, we, we are still locked into the drought mentality, and it's got to stop. I'm tired of especially it, man.
1: Because, especially because we've seen – What we can do. I've said this even about Josh when Josh kind of has snarky comments about the fan base being upset about how the offense looked when Dorsey was here. And he's like, we got a lot of, you know, all pro offensive coordinators at home on the couch. Look, these guys can't take offense about they can't take offense about expectations that they've set. We know the offense should look a certain way because Josh Allen came out and showed us a certain type of offense. We know that team that this team should be beating teams that are inferior because we've seen them beat inferior teams for the right. last five years. So the expectation is something that they said, not, not us. So they got, you know, you can't, you, you can't sit there and get mad that now there's a portion of the fan base that that's like, Oh no, the window is here. And it's closing if you don't capitalize on it. Because I tell you what, not, I'm not even talking about whether he's happy or not. Stefan yeah. Diggs is not gonna be young and elite forever. You get what I'm saying? Right. He's not gonna be young and elite forever. You got other players on this team that might not Dawson Knox, when he comes back, that guy might not be elite forever. Or I don't even know if you want to consider him elite because <laughs> Do you?
3: Poe. Po. What you got, Poe? Well,
1: or
3: uh, In regards to Dawson Knox? No, he's probably not elite. I, yeah, I it wasn't a I, this. I say, No, no, no. no. wasn't this he's, just, he's a good tight end.
1: Solid tight end. Solid. Yeah, no, you yeah. solid?
2: Yeah. yeah. When he's right. I think, I think Dawson uh, or Dalton Kincaid can get there, though. Dalton Kincaid is already better than him. I mean to elite. Oh, yeah, yeah. He could, get, elite. There. He could get there. Yeah. All oh, world pro. What what's uh Dalton Kincaid's stats real quick? I just just before, for I was
1: waiting for it. I was waiting for
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing well. I wasn't expecting no, no, no. him to be hurt. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna pull them up for you and just okay. tell you what they are. If you you know you 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 keep talking, speak your speak your point because we haven't heard from you tonight. You know before I start giving you shit. What what's you think, man? Uh, in general about the the way that the team is going, I'm not
3: as mad about that. Philly loss after after having it digress in my head for a while. Um, I do think that because of the way the seasons went when we had Ken Dorsey, the losses that we had with Ken Dorsey, that loss hurts a lot more. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree that whether or not we have Sean here or not, um,
2: I think the team, this team, can win with or without Sean. Real so, quick. are you vouching for Sean? Like, like you want him here or you want him gone? I, I don't think, I don't think it matters to the fact of winning. I,
3: I, I think Sean can win here. I think we can win with a different coach. I maybe it'd be nice to get some fresh breath here, but I do think we can win with either way.
1: Real quick, uh, bro, po, yo, yo, technology set now. You good?
3: Yeah, my camera. Fell in the snow. So the the fog was uh it's foggy <laughs> on the camera. Yeah. The snow out here is crazy. Well, I'm
1: just asking. I'm gonna go ahead and dip out and let y'all do y'all thing again. I just wanted to fill in while you were gone. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right, bro. Yeah.
2: I, appreciate I
1: appreciate it. Yes, sir. All
2: right. So no, nah, uh I mean I you know, cause I respect your opinion a ton. And uh you're right. Like I think it, it kind of it's kind of reminiscent of uh Marty Schottenheimer. When he was with the 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 Chargers, right, like San Diego Chargers, and Marty, you know, they were good enough to get to the playoffs a lot with Philip Rivers, but they never could get over the hump. And I think we gotta we gotta be honest with ourselves here. Like, what is it gonna take for the Bills to get over the hump? And you can only place blame in so many places, but what, what are your thoughts on that? I I personally think the blame was
3: was placed well with Ken Dorsey. I I do think that Ken Dorsey was a big part of why we're not where we want to be right now. Um, we this team could be nine and three with the the numbers that Joe has put put forth. Um, I don't, I'm not. I I don't know if a change at head coach is going to do more than the change that OC did for us this season. I do think losing Leslie Frazier, which I I think was just Leslie's choice probably hurt a little bit. Um, It took away from Sean's ability to just kind of focus on the team and not the defense. Um, I I think the team could win as constructed. I think we're going to go on a run here and get to the playoffs. That's my personal opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. But I and then once we get to the playoffs like it's a whole different season so um we'll see.
2: Yeah, no nah, man, it's it's just and and but I was saying before you got on, it's one of those things where uh, my emotional disposition right now is to I'm not trying to fire McDermott in season. But in the off season, I think it's time. Um but I know that the Bills aren't going to make that move. Um I feel like it's gonna take, you know, for them to hit rock bottom. I don't know if playoffs missing the playoffs is rock bottom, just because the baked in excuses. Just like last year when we lost to the Bengals, it was all this team, you know, they suffer so many off the field adversity, blah, 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 blah. Which is totally fair. Like I I I will I'll ride with that one. But the excuse this year can't be you lost Daycoin, you lost Matt. That's not that's not enough. Well, teams I'm, face so much adversity during the season. That's not going to cut it for me.
3: But if this offense continues to do what it's doing the last two games under Joe, that's my thing is, like, if the team continues to do what it's doing under Joe and then you – your defense actually start, like – we had a bad game as a as a defense. You could say it was a bad game as a defense in the fourth quarter and overtime sure. last game. But if you take the entirety of the season with the pieces that have been missing, the defense has done a pretty good job. And so, if you take Joe and he continues to be successful, that excuse for why this team isn't where it needs to be right now is going to be Ken Dorsey, which is is a fact. It's more not less of an excuse as it, than it is a fact. So like. If okay. we get to the playoffs with this team th- with, with the team that we have here, there, there's like it's more of a, an attribute to what Sean has done with the team. If you look at it from a national perspective, it's not gonna be as much of a knock. People don't like what he what Sean does at the end of games, and I think that's fair. I, I think Sean has been he's gotten out chess moved at the end of games multiple times in a row. But if you take the entirety of what Sean has done with the team that he's had, with the injuries he's had, with the things that he has to deal with last year and the dilemmas, he's done a fairly a, a fairly good job dealing with all that, that stuff and still having a productive defense on the field. And the Ken Dorsey problem has been removed and the offense has been doing well since then. So the, the excuse is right. going to be the offense wasn't where it was supposed to be because of Ken Dorsey, which is also a fact.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. So there's a question here that's on the screen. You know, Matt says, "Who who would I like to see the Bills add as head coach?" And, and I'm going to tell you right now, um, I, I think you can go in-house, right, with our offensive coordinator. Okay, I, I think he'd be, I think he'd be great. Joe Brady would, be, in my opinion, would be great. He's a young offensive mind who has, who's proven from the college ranks in terms of his offensive acumen, right. He's shown the ability to connect with players like he e coached Joe Burrow and they all vouch. They all like speak highly of him. Absolutely. With Josh Allen is, not you know, with, listen to Josh Allen, talk about him, right? Like you could just see Josh Allen in two games looks like a, a completely he looks like old Josh Allen. Right. So I think he's a leading candidate. Here's some other names that I'll throw at you. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, Detroit Lions. I think he'd be a great fit. Offensive minded head coach. I would even venture to say I would even go give Jim Harbaugh a call from University of Michigan, my my school, them, them, my dogs. I give him a call, and, and and before people knock Jim Harbaugh, let me tell you <laughs> something: his team playing in the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Okay, everywhere Jim has gone, he's won, and he's gotten teams over the hump. What they say about Jim at San Diego State? Oh, he can't win the big one. Okay, well he got them to a, a bowl game that they hadn't been to before. What, what did they say about him uh, when he went to Stanford? Stanford, of all places. What did he do? Win the Pac-12. Went to Pac 12. Went to New Year's Six Bowl. He did that. Michigan. Oh, he can't beat Ohio State. What has he done? He's kicked their ass two, three times now. So, like, all this Jim Harbar hate, like, nah, dude, dude can coach. Um, I would even say, I would go, you know, there's other names out there, but I, look, look at the uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Brian Johnson, I-, I go take a look at him too. I mean, so I think there are guys out there who, who could come in and and, and do this job. Now, all the names I mentioned, are offensive minded coaches, right. I think to maximize Josh Allen's ability in this offense, you have to get an offensive mind in here.
3: I. Uh, before Joe, when it was Ken Dorsey here, I would agree with that. I was on the Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. bandwagon. I was on, the, but I like Joe and I like what he brings as offense coordinator. And I don't want to bring in if if we were going to go into the next year without a head coach, I would either want it to be Joe or a defensive minded head coach that wasn't Sean or like, or even Sean because I I want to keep Joe as the o coordinator it, depending on how he finishes out the rest of the season. But I've seen what I've seen in the last two games is what I've wanted to see from Josh the entirety of the year. Like, he, Josh has been competitive. And so, like, I don't know if it – that's the thing. I don't know if it matters who the coach is as long as he's able to get that out of Josh. You can get that out of Josh if you're just – you're good with your players, you're you're energetic, you're focused, mm-hmm. you're driven, like – and Joe has done that. And so, I, I would like to see if there was a change at head coach. I would probably want it to be Joe, even though he's super For young. For sure.
2: He's my first choice.
3: Right. even though he's super young and like people aren't going to agree with that. But and then you could bring in a D coordinator or just keep Sean bring in a defensive coordinator next year. So Sean's not focused on defense and then and then have Joe as your old coordinator. Those are the two options that I think would do best for the team. You don't always want, especially with a, a good quarterback. And if you have a good offensive coordinator, you don't always want to change the 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 office all that much.
2: Yeah, I, I think, listen, if, if you're going to keep Sean, make make Joe Brady the assistant head coach yeah. and, and give him a pay raise, right? Absolutely. Um, you you put, I think, if I'm Terry Pagula, I need to hear Sean say a few things. And I need to hear him say this. What I've been doing has, has been successful to a point, okay? But things need to change, and it starts with me, okay? So So I'll give you a little bit of my background. So I was... I was in ministry right out, out of college. Okay? I was in ministry for years. And there's a there's an adage that says what got you to 2 to 300 people won't get you to 1000. Okay? What got you, you know, three consecutive AFC East championships or title, you know whatever you want to call it, division wins, titles ain't going to get you past the divisional round or past the AFC Championship game. You, there's a level that you have to rise to and i feel like the message he has stays the same staying the same but the actions aren't different when i when i when i hear him i don't hear accountability he tries to hold his players to account be accountable but for him it's like he passes the buck and if, if i'm pagula i need to hear him own it like yo i messed this up i need to be better it's not the players it's me now. I need to change what I've been doing. When in the first couple of years, McDermott, I felt like he had that, right? He had that, where he would say, "You know, that's on me." I don't. We. I just haven't heard that in a while. It's always something else. You know. After uh, the, he said, "Oh, we're 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 close," like I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, what's was supposed to say? I just like, dude, <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. You know.
3: I listened to his interview yesterday, and and when people so the difference of opinion that I have is the media and the way they ask questions, they ask questions to force him to put blame on someone or himself. And so instead of, in and, and, and I listened to the interview and Mookie had a question about a certain play call and it was the third and four, they came out and cover four and he asked him why, what, what they came out in and he actually answered it. Hey, that is a play call that I would like back because they came out and they ran something that, was perfect fit to beat the defense that I called. And so if you asking him specifically about certain things, he's been able to take that criticism and, and put that on himself when it's about certain play, but our media does go in there and try to. So like, like just for an example, when they came out after the Patriots game, when we, uh a few years back, the cold ball whatever they called it. And they asked Jordan, if it was embarrassing that they gave up, hundred and some rushing yards, whatever, when they gave up a total of 17 points. Like these questions are directed to make you say, Yeah, we did this, yeah, we did that, even though they overall performance was well. So, like, I, I I'm not I'm not too sure. And yeah, you're true. That's correct, Matt. It, it that is media everywhere, but the way you answer questions changes based off the questions that they're asking you. Early in McDermott's career, they didn't try to place blame on him, the media. that that, that's why he was able to be more like focused. And he was able to say, yeah, that was on me and just say everything and be more open. But as of late, when he's been on the hot seat, they've been trying to make him answer questions in a way that makes him look bad. And so um, as far as answering questions, I don't know what questions he answers to Pagula. And I would like him to say that those type of things that you were talking about to Pagula one-on-one, if that's Mm -hmm. the thing, I don't need to hear that publicly. I would like to see that done. Right. Right. I would like like to see the change. Yeah. So like, I don't need to hear the public answers to him for him, the way that he's been coaching or whatever. I don't need to hear that. I need to see, I would like to see it just like with Josh. I didn't need to hear his, hear his talk during his slump for the first or for the six out of the first 10 games here. I saw the change the last two weeks. And so, um, yeah.
2: But I, 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 let me say something about the media real quick. They're asking the right questions, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because Sean deflects a lot of the questions that they were asking before and getting the same results. So if I don't think it's they're trying to make him look bad. They're trying to get him to, to like be real and, and, and say it. Say, hey, take some accountability. I think that's all they're trying to get at him. Get some I, accountability. The fans want answers. Like, yo, the fans want answers. That's
3: the way it looks, and 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 from a fan's perspective, you do want an answer to some of these questions. But the media is asking these specific questions to, and be, the reason I know this is because they'll ask the players these too. It's not just the coaches; they'll ask players certain questions to make them put fault on somebody in particular. Like when they asked Gabe, whose fault it was between Josh and Gabe, like that. It, that is a question set up to make him put blame on Josh or put blame on himself. The way he gave answered it was absolutely the way you should answer it. The way Joe Brady answered it is absolutely the way you should answer right. it. Now,
2: Sean also reflects, but he, so tell them what Gabe said, the reply that Gabe had Tell them what he said. Gabe said that it
3: was on both of us, that we weren't on the same page, that, that we both need to be on the same page, regardless of who was right or wrong on the choice made. Mm-hmm. So, And and Joe said it's on me to get everybody in the same page, which I love those two answers. Right, I I do. But and Sean does give those answers sometimes. But when you ask Sean about certain things and 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 you're asking him to place blame on his players, he's not gonna he's gonna deflect those answers in certain areas of where that he actually believes that those are the wrong. Most of the time, he's gonna deflect those answers because he doesn't want to place blame on a certain player or like. I mean, there's some things that aren't his fault that people, the special teams guy having 12 guys out there. That's not like that. You could, you're, it's going to fall on him. It's going to fall on Sean for sure because he's the head coach, but that is a special teams coordinator's job is to have 11 guys out there. That's his, that's why he's there. And so he's not going to sit there and say, well, our special teams coordinator needs to have 11 guys out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a great comment, uh, by Greg here. Greg Presty. Appreciate you listening to the show and watching. Uh, nothing changes. Two years after 13 seconds and you still can't manage the clock or timeouts. He ain't wrong. <laughs> and I think that's the thing what people are frustrated with, man. Like, Bill's Mafia, you have every right to be frustrated with what you see in the product that you're witnessing. After an all-world performance by Josh Allen, like, dude. If Josh is there, do we talk about
3: Sean's ability to manage the game at the end of it to i, I think we talk about his scheme but josh okay, did like but that's what i'm saying but if josh if josh hits that touchdown we're talking about damn that was, it was a great coach game we managed. we called the timeout at the end of the game not and here agree but not we, here. That's a, you not know how you feel about it but as a as a as a nationally or as a buffalo area because we win the game it changes the way you look at it for the majority of fans and but so, we didn't. Right. And so, but that's the that's the difference. The, the difference of winning and losing is hitting Gabe right there at the end of the touchdown, or calling a different play on that third and four to stop them to keep them in field goal range to get the ball back. Like it's little instances throughout the game that can change and it was in the entire cook dropping the touchdown pass, the two missed field goals,
2: little instances that change the outcome and changes the narrative. And so I, I see what you're saying, but here's the deal. If that was a one-off situation, I'd be like, you know what? I'll give him grace on that. Like, it wasn't your best day in the office. Cool. But it happens far too often. That's the thing. That's the frustrating part. So, where he, all the grace meter that he once had in that what situation. specifically, What specifically happens? 13 like, right? seconds. Okay. We, so can, we, can we, drive, can, we can look at this season. We can look at and, this season and go, yo, Sean, like, the zero blitzes. My man called a zero blitz, okay, um, and 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 he let Jalen Hurst run in the end zone for twelve yards to to, to to break the game. It's the schematical things that bother me so much. So you're specific- along with his poor clock management and other things. You're
3: specifically talking about the way people look at the end his last drive, the way he calls his la- the last game winning drive of games. That's specifically like what
2: people feel. That needs to change and that hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. How about adjustments going in the second half of the in the Eagles game this past Sunday like that he got outcoached he got outcoached by Brian Johnson, who's a young offensive coordinator. Come on man like I mean, like Sean up. is supposed to be hold on Sean's supposed to be this defensive guru, and i'm all I'm saying is when the lights shine the brightest, he's nowhere to be found. That's the problem. Okay. So if we look at the touchdowns
3: in the fourth quarter, which none were, there were seven points in the first three. We look at the touchdowns in the fourth quarter. There was a the long drive they had, good touchdown in the fourth. You gave up 14 points. Cool. And then the next touchdown, Micah Hyde, third and 15, Micah Hyde needs to win a 50 50 ball in, in the end zone. That can't, it's third and 15. You stop him as a field goal. So, you, I mean, those plays you trust Micah Hyde to go out there and make. And he didn't make it. And it is what it is like that. that, I can't place that on on Sean. Then our offense turns the ball over on our own 20 yard line and then they get another touchdown and then they drive and kick a 60 yard field goal to get the three points. So if we look, if we actually break down rather than just looking at what he's given up, if we break down what happened in that game. He gave up two long drives for touchdowns as a play caller. And then the rest of the time, it was we were in our end zone, or there was our defense didn't make a play that he play, put us out there to execute.
2: Then explain lining up six, seven yards off the line of scrimmage, giving these soft zone coverages underneath, like the third and four that we're talking about, where he has Tyrell Dotson in coverage on Devontae Smith, that's supposed he to guard it. the flat.
3: He, he Slow Tyrell Dotson. It was a cover four. They were running cover four, and Razul has the ability to leave his man and come up and intercept that ball the same way that what's-his-name did to Josh on that on that short-out route. They ran a perfect play called play to the boundary to, to beat that. Now, do I agree with the cover four? No, but you're trying to keep them in certain positions to not score a touchdown and to kick a field goal. That's why being up three points is not ideal because you have to keep them out of both. And then the cover a question.
2: On the cover four. Why do you need to play cover four? who on that offense outside receivers? Devontae Smith is not a burner and neither is AJ Brown. So why don't you play man, man defense in that situation on a, on a money down third because and it's, it's third and four. And you're,
3: you're also looking for run. So you have to have Dotson out there. Now, if you wanted to play man, you would prefer dime out there and Dotson can't cover a slot. So it and, is and that's I'm off the field for who? Dorian can't cover a slot either. Look, they put they put Poirier down in the box and, yeah, and, on line, what, and play linebacker. It's dime, and I'm saying you're asking Jordan. You're making excuses for Sean. I'm not. I'm looking and at I ain't the, it. the game. So you you put Jordan in the box. You're playing a two man box with Jordan and Bernard, and when they can still run the football on third and four. So you're asking Jordan to come come up and make a linebacker play in the B gap. And then you're also asking them to cover a slot at the same time. That's my that's my point. Is that they can also run the football on third and four. Whereas if it was third and seven, you would have brought your diamond and played a better coverage. Let them run it. Let them run it. Hell like, no. We would have had the you, you, same arguments. We would have had the same like, dude, <laughs> what are you thinking,
2: bringing diamond on third and four? Like, what, We would have had the same bro, exact arguments. It, it's a cakewalk, man. It, it's it's. Let's talk about the playoff game last year. It's the same idea where free access. Free access throws for Joe Burrow all day. It's the Bengals game a few weeks ago. Free access. Zero Blitz. It's it's Jacksonville when when zero blitz. And then you put Micah in coverage, you know, and then Calvin Ridley catches a pass on the right sideline for 17 yards or whatever it was. It's it, all I'm saying is schematically, he's got to be better. He has to be better. And I'm for not sure, giving him a be pass better. on that. I just I think that the defense that he came in with, the defense
3: that we sit here and we applaud when it works and we don't when it doesn't is this bend but don't break mentality of a defense. And then he gets a little aggressive and calls cover zero in positions where I don't agree with, by the way. I don't agree with his cover zero call okay. because right. it puts That's people good. in bad positions. And so But the rest of the time, he's playing a shell and it's a bend, but don't break defense, which means you put yourself in a position to win at the end of games. If your offense doesn't turn the ball over, that's like the mentality working. That's the problem. It's not working. It hasn't worked with Dorsey because Dorsey wasn't putting ports on the board. Now, yesterday you're playing against a good offense that took what they were given and their quarterback was scrambling late in the game and moving the, and moving the ball. So and it doesn't work and it doesn't work against that team. And the way he called it, he got out chess match on the last drive, but the majority of that game, his defense played good. His defense played a good ball game and we should have been up 27 to seven at halftime and not. And not seventeen to seven and a half times. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways we lose that game. We just lost them all. Or, I mean, excuse me. There's a lot of ways we could have won that game. We just lost them all. We just didn't make plays on all the plays that we could have had to make, to win that game. And I'm I'm trying not to be so visualized on this one Philadelphia game and not look at the entirety of the season.
2: And that's fair. I mean, you got to look at the entirety of the season. And when you look at the entirety of the season, you see a theme that that has been happening that I don't like. And I'm telling you, regardless if you know, I, it's a different story if you have Daquan and you have Matt, but you don't. But schematically, it needs to be, you know, like when when are we going to say, you know what, Sean outcoaches dude? When was the last time we said that? And I'm not talking about wins against the Jets or you know, people you, you got to beat. When was the last time we said, you know what, Sean outcoached the boys today? Well, I haven't said that in a while, man. With the Dolphins game, bro. What what was the catalyst of the Dolphins game, and 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 guess who was there in the Dolphins game? That was before London, so you had Matt and you had DaQuan. Okay, so he had his an offense, team. and the offense balled out
3: that day. So he had his his whole team, and he out-coached Mike McDaniel, who was putting up thirty seven points a game, and and like in whether he had or not...
2: everything go right for you that day.
3: <laughs> no, everything we don't has,
2: everything has to go right for him that day.
3: Tell not me another time. Was going, not everything was going right for in that game. Not like that. We scored, they still scored 20 points. We're playing against a really good offense. We just had our full team to say that everything's going right because we have our entire team. And then say when we don't have our entire team that no, you got to take full accountability and you don't get the built in excuse that
2: like. Well, it sounds like you want McDermott around for a long time and you love his scheme. So I just don't think it changing
3: him. I think his scheme can win. I just, I just, I think it has to.
2: It, be it wins. Complimentary it just doesn't football. win. It doesn't win in, in the prime time. It, it doesn't win in, in crunch time. It, it's it, not it, winning. The 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 foundations of Lamar. it is
3: good. Huh. It won on, against Lamar man. in the playoff game. It, when, and, and Lamar and got a concussion in the third quarter. Well, we our defense kept him seven regardless. Right, like they kept in the seven right. through the third.
2: Okay. What about Kansas City? Kansas City was the best offense we have ever seen. No, 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 Not no, no, Kansas no, no. We see, stop, because we see the Bengals beat the Chiefs. The Bengals can beat the Chiefs with Luann and Runo. Like, like, what are I'll we do, doing here? Why are we that, acting not, like? I'm why are we acting? Not, this is the problem with the fan base, man. Is that nobody no. wants to hold Sean accountable, and we all take up for his shit. And I'm no, telling you right no. now, it's I'm, trash. That's not that's it's not trash.
3: I hold Sean accountable. Doing it. I'm also gonna fight the millions of fans that want to put all the blame on Sean. I don't agree with that. Where do we I'm, place the blame? We got I, rid of Dorsey. Where do we everybody. place the blame? It's on everybody. Now Dorsey was a big problem because our offense wasn't doing anything before he left. But the, the blame is on everybody. It's not just on Sean. It's not just on the defensive players. It's not just on Josh. It's not just on the O line. It's not just on the wide receivers. It's on everybody that's playing in that game. There's every, there's things. Every Cook had a touchdown catch, dropped it, and we that sit here and goes out of our mind. Nope, that's on McDermott. The loss on McDermott, even <laughs> though we share it. Like like that's what would now now if I was arguing against people like if we nobody in the fan base wanted to put blame on McDermott, which is not the case, everybody wants to place the blame on McDermott. I would probably sit here and say, you know what, McDermott probably deserves some of the credit too. But because he's getting 90% of the of the blame from everybody in the fan base, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna sit here and say that blame deserves to go everywhere. That's not just on McDermott, it's on everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. There's not one player in that game last like night that besides O-line. I, besides mean, the O line,
2: I'll say besides the O. Obviously, you can you can people can take pieces of pie, right? But Sean gets the biggest pie to me. They lost, so we're, because so of Sean, Gabe and Josh me, don't. Gabe and Josh don't get the biggest how how, how much more can 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 you ask of Gabe and Josh in that game Throw to the right and, and no 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 you know so I, I'm not saying they have to be flawless. They carried the bills, did they not? And I don't even like Gabe. I, but I'm they talking carried about them. The plays you talk you talk about the three
3: quarters. If you want to talk about the entirety of the game with Josh and Gabe and then not leave out the last play, or and leave out the last play, then we can't take we can't just focus on the last possession of Sean. Because See, there was a lot of there was a lot of great defense by our defense the first three quarters when we kept them to seven. So, like, man. if you want to look at the entirety, Josh, Josh, and Gabe need to hit that for game. That's what good quarterbacks. For sure, they doing. need to
2: hit that. That's so a, I'm that's saying, like, that's money.
3: a and that's a win, and that's a win right there. We're not even. But, but we're still, we're happy. I'm right still now.
2: talking about even if they hit that. I'm still like, yo. And I've said this on the show this season about how Sean calls games. So it's not like I'm just. Speaking out of my ass here, and just saying. Well, Sean, I've been I've been saying this, have I not? For the entirety of the season. Well, yeah, so we yeah, so we've been had talk, a have a difference of opinion.
3: We have so we've had a difference of opinion. I put the blame solely on Ken Dorsey, which we would be nine and three right now. When it, if it was a lot Ken of the blame
2: Dorsey. went on Ken Dorsey when the offense was looking like shit. And
3: factually,
2: factually too, like Ken Dorsey
3: left, and now we're dropping thirty bombs. Like that's
2: so like crazy so, right against good
3: isn't against good defenses so isn't that
2: funny because <laughs> well, well, people are like well you know you you can't blame the you know you can't put the blame on ken dorsey it's josh allen w- what 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 are you talking about so josh allen's regressing we we heard so, that so much
3: so if we just go based off of like after ken left these two games am i happy it did did sean play a uh, coach a great game no he didn't did our did our is there a lot of plays out there that everybody can have back that could have won the game? There's a lot, there's many, and so I I'm trying to be more open. And like, and this is why I'm saying like he's not going to get fired because throughout the rest of these next five weeks, or I guess six, counting this bye week for us, it's going to show whether or not Sean deserves to stay or not. And I and I have a the way I see this offense right now, they go five and zero oh over this next five games. Well, I and see, so I, I hope they do. thats the way that I've seen the offense, and then the way the defense has played for the majority of the—that's a five and zero roster. If you take this last two games offense and what the defense has put up for the entirety, that's five and zero against teams that have been playing subpar. To be honest, like other than the Cowboys, Kansas City's been playing subpar. Like I mean, they're winning, sure. but like they, you know what I mean?
2: Let 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 Sean be the reason the Bills lose the game, and I'm coming unglued.
3: Yeah, <laughs> coming I mean if <laughs> If Sean is you know like the, the reason that they lose one of these next five, then like, and you lose it in the in the in the way, and you like your defense is giving up 30, 40, whatever, like then then Sean's probably not gonna be here at the end of the year. If if you if you don't make the playoffs and it's solely based off of the way Sean's coaching, you're probably not gonna you're probably not gonna see him next year. But I do think that. I do think that they're going to win the next five games, and Sean's gonna so. and gonna going to be here, and we're going to go into the playoffs as a very dangerous team. I do. I think we win the East if we win the next five. So, like, the Dolphins have the Cowboys, Ravens, us to end the season, and they're terrible in December, January. So, I, I mean, I, I think we win the East, and then we're not even having the discussion about Sean come to the end of. The-
2: I, I love the I love this con- and I and what you're saying is true, right? I hope that's the case. I love this comment by Walter. So I'm failing to understand the worth of our defensive guru head coach. When we're talking about needing a little bit more from our 31 point 500 yard offense. And he makes a point like we talk about Sean talks about complimentary football. Okay. And throwing an interception
3: over? on our side of the field is not complimentary football. O- okay.
2: But, but the, the,
3: the whole what? point of our defense is to make teams drive the length of the field and hold them to a field goal. Now, Because of Micah not being able to make that play, that doesn't hold the team to a field goal. Because we threw an interception on our 20-yard line that they're on our 20-yard, a good offense is on our 20-yard line set to score a touchdown. Jalen Hurts didn't have, he had 180 yards with 36, seven points. So, like, it's not like he's out here dicing up our defense. The running game, like, you give something up. You give something, they're going to run the ball, they're going to take up long, they had, like, a few long runs, And for the majority of that defense, the way we've played defense for years is we're going to make them drive the length of the field and we want to try to keep them to a field goal. And there was a few plays by some of our defensive players that wasn't able to do that. And I can't put Mm -hmm. that on McDermott on Micah, not being able to do that at that time.
2: (sighs) Yeah. No, man, we can, (laughs) we can beat this drum. I mean, it needs to be talked about, you know, and you make some good, great points. And I feel like, you know some of the things that I said tonight it resonates, right? um the simple fact of the matter is offense needs to to marry defense right they they this team needs to come together for for once and and not have these blunders like they got they gotta from the coaching staff to the players they gotta start winning these close games to where as a fan base we're not sitting here saying we we're gonna unravel. Right, yeah. I mean, Josh I, needs to I, hit that throw with Gabe. Okay, I, I, right. Like, but Sean needs to step up, man. Sean I'd needs say to step that up. And, at the end of games. Like, our team
3: has not been. I mean, when we've had a four, and I'll say this: when we've had a four-point lead plus at the end of games, we've been very good. I, I don't know. We've lost a game with like with a four-point lead at the end of games. Um, I think we had three against the Patriots. If you go back to like, if you go back to depths of of this team and Sean McDermott, I don't know if we've lost many games with the defense on the field with a four point lead. So like, I would like to see them coaching to get to that position with a four point lead rather than having a 2.3 point, four point lead, like 2.3 point, one point lead. And, or having the offense on the field to have them to go down and score a touchdown at the end of the game, rather than just a field goal. Like I, I, we're always on the bad side of the score. When it comes to having having to keep a team to to more than three or less than three, yeah, and we're always on the bad side of the score and offensively too, like we always have to go down there and kick uh, and get a touchdown rather than just being able to kick, kick field, and goal.
2: field goals. But right, Tyler Bass, sure. he he's sucking this year. Like that's a problem. Uh, you know, I can place just as much blame on Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass right? has two games where he probably two games I mean, where we could win the game. If come on, man, like your job is to kick the ball straight. I mean, that's not. It was a monsoon, and like
3: the the fact that the dude hit a sixty yarder just makes it worse for Bass. But like, that's a hard. I don't care. He, hard people there. do it. Justin Tucker does yeah. it. He did it. I mean, the dude Elliot did it, and that's. I mean, it's Elliot. Elite kick.
2: It, come on, man!
3: Like, that's an elite they, they're
2: paying They're paying you. Like, like he just got the bag. I'm gonna yep. need him to show up and do his job. That's all yep. I'm saying. I'm not saying he has to be perfect, but man, like, when does our team rise up? when the chips are down in these critical moments and we come out on top is we're due for that. And I need to see that. So I hold their, all their asses accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm just tired of having the same conversation over and over and over again, freaking coaching staff, bro. I, th- that's the last place. That's the last place. I want to have these conversations with the coaching staff. Yeah. I'd rather talk about the players, not measuring up, but you got a defense that's, that's ragdolled barely pieced together. And you got a head coach that's not helping you win, man. That that to me that that's the problem, dude. So, in uh, in that specific game, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have
3: a defense that's pieced together, and a head coach that, and then also you had a Ain't quarterback receiver weight. that could have, you know, what I mean, for the win. But for the previous six games before that, it was our offense. Mm-hmm. So like, so, so like trying to place the <laughs> trying to place the blame specifically on that last game and putting sean mcdermott for the entire season on the hot seat he gets it all to me give that, it all, he, the whole pie
2: of that dude so right it up. just
3: went from ken dorsey who actually <laughs> was the problem to just putting it all on, on sean's because a problem we lost too. to Sh- the best team
2: sean's a problem too sean was a problem too even when ken was getting that getting it sean was getting it too our defense like he, was playing well when ken was here bro explain jacksonville we gave a 25 points to so really explain good cincinnati three Wait, are you are you saying that you're because we had a in conversation critical about the moments, Jacksonville game in critical moments? Sean, let we gave down. up three points to Cincinnati. in the how how much zero blitzing. I mean, and I, I'm hanging my hat on that, but how much? Like Sean, show up. You're the defensive guru. Show up. Show up. No, no, no. Our That's offense didn't score Go a up. touchdown until the fourth
3: quarter against Jacksonville, and then we gave up three points in the second half to the. And Patriots. I also said that Ken
2: was the problem too. But okay, Sean, but not- <laughs> it's not like. Hold on, you, you're trying to separate the two. You're trying to say that okay, well, you know, it was all Ken, and now it's some of Sean. No, Sean has been doing the same shit for for a couple years now. We're seeing the same st- the same results. It's insanity, right? Doing the same mm-hmm. shit and expecting different outcomes is equals insanity. What we're seeing right now, we're we're, we're tipping insanity. Because I'm tired <laughs> of having this conversation.
3: The fourth quarter against the. Oh, the fourth quarter against the Broncos, we stopped the team and we had 12 players on the field on the kickoff. So we would have won the game if we don't have 12 players on the field goal block. So, I mean, we, we got to stop and it didn't matter because okay, we 12. Okay.
2: So the Patriots game
3: is unacceptable. That's the one game that they had that I will say that's unacceptable. The Patriots game Mac Jones cannot drive the field and score. Jalen Hurts driving the field and scoring a touchdown. I'm that he's a great quarterback. He's a that with a great offense like that. It's a it's a chess match, and you lost the chess match to a great team. So, like, I'm trying to separate games because Ken Dorsey didn't give us anything for the first 10 games of the season other than Washington and and who's the other team that we smacked up? Washington and the Dolphins. And he didn't give us anything outside of that. And so the Jets game we should have won, we scored 17 points. Like,
2: the, the, there's a lot of blame on Ken Dorsey. Yeah. they They all get it. No, I feel you. I feel you. I, I just hope moving forward. I mean, we got to wrap the show up here because code of conduct's next. We got it. Just I don't want to have. I don't want to have this conversation, man. Like, just start winning games. Win the close games that you need to win. Like these. Like beat Kansas City. Beat the Cowboys. Do do that, please. Like, I don't want these blunders, these missed opportunities. I'm sick of it, man. Just, the just capitalize. 6-0. Uh, the German
3: six zero coming out of the bye. I expect it to be seven and oh, a...
2: oh, let, let McDermott be the reason that this next week. No, with, with,
3: McDermott six and I'm not even putting that in there. Gonna, we're going to come out here and beat the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's going to look dominant, Boy, and people are going right. to start getting on the bandwagon. And then we're going to play Ooh. Cowboys and have a good, clean game. It's going to be a close one. We're going to win, and then it's going to be downhill from there. It's going to be like right, like tumbling a snowball downhill, and we're going to run over the last <laughs> three teams that we play in this season. Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, you're listening to the Chop Up right here on the Buffalo Rumblers Vidcast feed. It's been it's been a good show. Just just fleshing this stuff. I hope this show was therapy for for you guys as it was for me. Um, Make sure you keep it locked and loaded right here on the Buffalo Rumbless Vidcast feed. Uh, I'm your host, Stirls for the girls, with my dude, All Bro Poe. It's been a real one, my friend. Um, But you know what? We got to say, go Bills, and we out of here. I need it up front. Can't tell
1: me, because I do what I want. Self-made, everything, you know we going to stun. You know that we eat and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need it up front can't tell me because i do what i want self-made everything you know we gonna start you know that we eat and it's looking like us so i tell that i need it everything around my whole team you ain't getting money you ain't never seen no tell me where the cash at i tell you where the stash at i've been getting to it so long been having flashbacks i know that
0: support for the show comes from vanta Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to Vanta.com slash Vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot slash Vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS via the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com V-I-Y-A.